And she said, I want to make more money, Renee, but I can't work anymore. And I, I need your systems. I've heard you can do some magic with systems and structure and frameworks and that you've run other companies before. And, and she was right. So when I, she came to me saying, I want to make more money, what she really ended up getting was more consistent, reliable, forecastable money that wasn't always a hustle, a grind. If she got sick, if her husband got sick, if her kids got sick, if her parents got sick, if she wanted to take ooh, a vacation even, right, then to stop being so attached to her computer. Welcome back to the Selling for Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Renee Rebar. TEDx speaker, author, sales coach, I have trained thousands of people to make millions of dollars, and I'm going to break it down step-by-step for you right here. This podcast is specifically designed to help women-owned seed startups with that initial lift to get their business, their offers, their profit margins off the ground and running toward their goals. If you've ever thought you would make the sale but didn't, we are going to have some fun. So the bottom line is this, when you tune in, you're getting current trends in real time on how to exactly make meaningful sales activities in just 10 minutes a day, even if sales isn't your thing. Hello, hello. Today, I'm going to give you a little bit of a case study about how one of my clients went from making 5K per client, bringing on three new clients a month, so 15K a month, but hustling all the time working all the time, like attached at the hip to her laptop, her phone, her always checking email, always on, concerned, worried, anxious about missing something, about I'm going to miss a a call, I'm going to miss a Vox, I'm going to miss a Slack channel, I'm going to miss... So she's constantly worried and stressed. This is how we met. She came to me saying, Renee, I want to make more money. And how she went from where she was to saying, I want to make more money, to then being able to have a $15,000 a month monthly recurring revenue, which she did not have before. She was out hustling, getting new business all the time. So that's great, right? Like if you can, if you are out there hustling, getting business and you're making money, that's great. That's what most people say. I just want to make more money. And she said, I want to make more money, Renee, but I can't work anymore. And I I need your systems. I've heard you can do some magic with systems and structure and frameworks and that you've run other companies before. And and she was right. So when she came to me saying, I want to make more money, what she really ended up getting was more consistent, reliable, forecastable money that wasn't always a hustle, a grind. If she got sick, if her husband got sick, if her kids got sick, if her parents got sick, if she wanted to take ooh, a vacation even, right, then to stop being so attached. So attached to her computer. Let's talk about this. So how did she go from making you know 15K months, bringing on three new clients a month, to now making 15K in monthly recurring revenue and still getting new business? So now she's at a comfortable 25K a month give or take, but she knows no matter what, she's got 15K of monthly recurring revenue coming in. So for anybody who's worked with me for any length of time, and I typically have clients that work with me for a long time, because every time there's one one problem solved, they have a new set of problems. And I know that there's a new devil at every level. I have scaled and sold other com- two other companies specifically of my own. Before this, I had a sales agency for years. I had a beverage company, a regional beverage company. After taking years off 
when my child was born and getting like when he started school is when I started thinking about, well, what will I do while he's at school? And honestly, my friends and family were like, you're a lot. You need to go find something to do. <laughs> you're a lot. I've always been told that you're a lot. I don't know if it's meant to be mean, but it feels like it could be. <laughs> so if you've ever felt like that, then I guess we feel the same. Okay, so I want to share with you this journey and how we got there. But I want to talk about what questions we came to the table with. So if this feels familiar at all to you, that you're getting referrals, you're getting consistent business, you're not going out of business, you've clearly got 10, 15, 20 grand coming in on a regular basis every month, but you're working all the time, you're struggling to keep it going because you personally always have to be on, 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 checking, getting notifications, doing this, being that, process switching, right? If that feels familiar, this is for you. I'm talking to you. Okay. What I asked her first was, who do you have on your team? Do you want to guess what she said? No one. (laughs) Well, Well, there's the first problem we can solve. Now, I'll be honest, her resistance was strong. Strong. She was so resistant. I don't know who would he, I would even trust. I mean, this it's just a little bit. It's just a little thing. I can do it really easy. It's not that big of a deal. Yes, I know that you can do it really easy and it's not that big of a deal. But it let's say, hypothetically speaking, your company pays you $1,000 an hour. Or again, maybe that might be a little bit too strong. Maybe your company bills your time at $1,000 an hour. I work in an office. I rent office space in a building with lots of lawyers and therapists and they their company bills their time at a certain price point. But that lawyer or therapist doesn't necessarily take that money home. It's not as if if they bill for $1,000 an hour that they're putting 1000 bucks in their pocket. You know, there's all the overhead and taxes. So let's say if your company bills $1,000 an hour for your time, you can put 300 bucks in your pocket for that hour, right? Okay. So this particular client was saying, well, you know, it's not that much. It's not that hard. It's not that big of a deal. It's easy for me. I can do it real quick. So she says, right? This, if this feels familiar, I'm talking to you. Okay. So (laughs) she was resistant, like I said, and I had a very heart to heart talk about is she was turning $10, $15, $20 an hour jobs into $1,000 an hour jobs because in her mind, they were quick easy, not hard to do. I'll do it real quick. She did not change her mind by that first question. So we took us to a second question. Here's the second question I asked her. How many hours are you working every week? She's like, a lot. I'm like, okay, well, how many? Five, 15, 100? What is a lot? Everybody has a different perception of what a lot is. And she's like, oh, Oh, I mean, you mean like exactly like numbers? I'm like, yeah, exactly. Numbers. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Okay. So her homework that week was to do a time study. And if you've never done a time study, it is very eye-opening. It is very much like if you've ever done a food log. <laughs> so I recently started a boot camp and the first order of business from my trainer was a food log. And I just couldn't figure out why I had gained so much weight until I started the food log. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know what? It's all really starting to come clear. <laughs> so having said that, a time log 
is very much like a food log. So you're just tracking what you've done. The way I encourage her to do it, because, you know, already she's already strapped for time. She's already stressing out. She's sweating at the brow. I get it. That's exactly why we're doing it. I'm like, well, how much sleep do you get? I don't know, five, six hours. Okay, we'll just track it. You know, and just the, ne- you know, the next morning when you wake up, 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., whatever it is, just write down how many hours you were asleep. If you know you went to bed at 10 or 11, you're just paying attention to little things. And then you sit down and you checked email for how long? And then you responded for how long? So you're just right, you're just writing down what you've been doing. You're not necessarily having to plan it out. You're just reporting the news. You're not trying to see the future. She's like, okay, okay, okay. I, that was her homework for the week. She only did it for one day. <laughs> God bless her. But I tell you, that's all she needed because wow, did she change her tune. Holy moly. She turned around. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I didn't realize I was spending that much time on email, on just getting this one client. I have this one client who always is late with their payment. And there's always one, you know, because she takes on three new clients a month, typically, give or take. Some months are better than others. She consistently gets referrals. So she works ongoing with people on a three-month basis, right? So if we do the math here, she's bringing on three new clients a month. Every client is in a three-month container. So she's working actively on delivering services to nine customers at any given time. So sometimes it could be 12, sometimes it could be eight, but she's consistently working on a good amount of, so let's call just for, for math's sake, nine customers every single 30-day period. So she's got emails from nine people. She's got questions for nine people. She's got work that she has to do to fulfill her commitments to these nine companies, these people. Plus, they have teams. She works for companies that have teams. And so she's communicating with their teams in Slack. That's why she's always, and was always, this is past tense now, was always worried about Slack and email and this. She was freaking out because she had so much going on. We're going we're gonna to keep going. Believe, believe me, we, we untied a big knot. But remember, I've only asked her, how many people do you have on your team? Zero. How many hours are you actually working? Don't know. And I had her do a time log after I had the heart to heart about how not to turn a $1,000 an hour job into a $10 an hour job. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you leave a rating and you take a screenshot and email us, I will give you one of lots of resources that I have that not only surround this episode, but wherever your business is right now. I consistently create new training and workshops and support materials for clients at every level of their business and game. And so I want to be able to help you as well. And I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. The third question I asked was, who gives you these referrals? Because now we're going to start talking about the income, right? So, you know, who is helping you? Where's your time being spent? And where are these referrals coming to? Out of all the people that you know, I mean, do we have a a winner in there? Do we have a leader of the pack? Or is it pretty much across the board? And she said, oh, yeah, well, it's pretty much across the board. I said, well, let's, let's, let's have some fun. Let's track. Let's go back and actually look at those nine customers you're working with right now. Just just right now. Just think about today. The nine people that are currently working with you, paying you, who did they get referred to you by? So she went through and she comes back to me. I didn't make her do this the whole week. I had her just do it in a couple, like that day. And she's like, Renee, you'll never guess. It's all from the same person. 
It's as if I've done this before. I said, yeah, that's usually how it works. You usually don't get it across the board. It's usually a few winners in there. People that are actively, they're connectors. They're connectors at heart. So there's two questions now beyond that. Once you know the answer of where your referral source is coming from is, do I have a formal relationship? How can I keep and nurture that relationship? Keep that person happy, compensated. It doesn't have to be money. It can be almost anything. Cookies. It could be flowers. It could be Amazon gift cards. I do have a lot of clients that cannot legally compensate for referrals. So they have to find another way. That's the fun part. We find another way. It's super fun. All that to say, once she realized that, the next thing we did was we created a formal process, not only for this individual that is the clear shining star in her life, but also for every person that she ever works with. And that also was just not in place because she was doing everything and it just fell off the to-do list, right? As things do when you're the one doing it all. In that case, we created a simple process. I had an SOP for it. So again, when people work with me, just like when you work with people, whoever you're working with is bringing all of their experience, all of their resources. They're thinking about you. They're they're thinking about you not only when you're talking, but when you're not talking. They're experiencing life, doing business, and they're thinking of how can I continue to help support, mentor, encourage this person, right? And that's what you do for your clients, I bet. So we now have a set referral process in place. And that alone actually did something that she didn't want, but she did think she wanted it. And that was bring in more business, (laughs) right? Didn't she come to me saying, Renee, I want to make more money. So she did make more money. And then she was more overloaded. She was more underwater. She was more stressed. So in this case, more money brought more problems. And I said, well, this is an exciting opportunity for us because now we can get to question number four, which is how many customers have you actually served over the last 12 months? Like I said, she's been serving about nine a month, you know, nine at any given time. She's actively signing three. she She had a very strong sales goal. She's actively signing three new customers every single month. So she was getting that 5K. She charges $5,000 for a 90-day, three-month container for her to do what she does best, right? For her to perform her expert services. And so three new customers a month, 15,000 in new business every month, always working in a three-month container, ongoing. So she's always working with nine clients at one time. So the math would say, you know, she had about 100 clients. Well, she went back and she actually looked and again, she just went through her Stripe account. She didn't actually have this logged anywhere. And that's another opportunity for us to optimize and refine and evolve so that it becomes easier. So what she realized is she had 122 clients that she had served in the last 12 months, 122 opportunities to take this next step. Because I said, when I met her, she was making 15K a month. You know, she charges five grand for a three-month container, and she was getting three new closed customers every month. So she had 122 people that she had served over the past 12 months. So I said, right there, that's where we're going next. We're going to offer them a continued support offer. She's like, what? Well, I mean, I already did the work, Renee. I go, let me, I have a question for you. Here's question number five. If you don't have monthly recurring revenue set up, that means you have customers. I don't, and I don't care what you do for a living. That means you have customers that you've served and you're like, I did my job. The job is done. And I'm saying, is it? 
Here's my question to you. And I want you to answer this honestly. Do any of those customers ever email you with a question? Hey, quick question for you. Or whatever communication channel you set up. I'm waiting for your answer. (laughs) As if I can hear you right now. I'm pretending you said yes, because that's what most people get. Well, yeah, but but it's an easy answer. I mean, Renee, it's just super easy. It's super quick. It's super fast. I mean, it's not a problem at all for me to do that, right? Remember question number one? (laughs) And so I am going to encourage you to offer formal, continued support. And I do this for clients in every industry. And it can be a low ticket offer. So And I say low ticket, and let me explain to you what we did with this customer or what I did with this client and what she did with her customers. She offered 122 people. We we drafted an email series. I can't just have one. I have to have three, three, four, five, three. I love threes. (laughs) It's another conversation for another podcast, but here's the reality. We drafted three emails. She sent those to 122 people that knew her, loved her, trusted her, had great responses. And 30 of those customers ended up continuing support with her, with a continued, accepting her continued support offer. So what we created was a way for them and their team, the people that she had helped, served, supported over those 90 days in that container, because she was real strong about, okay, I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to work with them for 90 days. I'm going to do it for 5K and it's going to be great. And then it's over. And she felt great because she had completed it and she had delivered and gone above and beyond. And she was so great at it that people would refer people to her. And this was a great business. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that until there is, right? Until you have no time, you're stressing out, you're anxious because you're attached to your laptop at all times because you feel like you're missing something. In this case, 30 of those people accepted a $500 a month continued support offer where those individuals or anyone on their team could email her. So we chose email because I did eventually convince her to hire a person. And I say hire, it's just a a subcontractor, an independent contractor that she brought in that had a very clear SOP of how to answer and support these emails, how to follow up, how to implement that referral system, how to make sure customer service and Different payments were submitted and received on time that customers received their deliverables, all the back end administrative stuff, right? Great person for her to have on her team. It saved her. I mean, after we did the the next time report, it saved her 10 hours per week. But here's the fun part. (laughs) Remember how she said, I do it real quick, real fast. It's super easy, Renee. It's not a big deal at all. And I was like, listen, you're turning a thousand, your company's billing a thousand dollars an hour for you, but it's a $10 an hour job. Guess how many hours this person that she brought on actually works with her company? Three. In fact, what she thought was quick, easy, fast, and just quick for her to do and no problem at all actually cost her three times what she was paying somebody else and she was paying somebody else $15 an hour. So for $45, she saved herself 10 hours a week. And if she is billing for $1,000 an hour, she just saved $10,000 with a $45 investment. And of course, a little bit of time and pride swallowing like, oh, and, you know, shame releasing. Oh, I can't do it. I can't believe it. And trust in someone else with the right sales systems and processes so that not only are we selling more, but we have more realistic, forecastable, concrete income coming in and continued happy customers. Because here's guess, guess what happened? Here's what happened. She not only converted 30 of the 122 people that she had worked with over the past 12 months into this monthly recurring support offer. But 
guess what? Some of them wanted to come back in for additional, additional support. So in other words, another 90-day container. All this is possible for you. And if I've asked these questions and you were going through them with me and you were thinking, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this feels all too close to home, then you know what to do. I am not hard to find and I will see you soon. If you ever thought you would make the sale but didn't, let's hang out more. Thank you so much for listening to the Selling for Yourself podcast. This episode is brought to you from my heart. If you loved it, please share it with someone that you like. And if you didn't like it, my name is Bob. When you subscribe to this podcast, you'll also get the chance to come to my live page, sellingforyourself.com, where you can ask questions, hear previous episodes, and stock up on your Selling for Yourself goodies.